Hello and welcome to the Yumi and IP podcast brought to you by Northern's Media PR Marketing Limited out of London, United Kingdom. I'm delighted to be at the World IP Forum in Thailand recording this podcast live. Also, I'm equally delighted to invite my guest, um, Supriya Mitra Majumda from the law firm Clarios Business Consultants PTV Limited, based out of India. Um, Supriya, how are you today, my friend? Yeah, I'm doing good. How are you doing? I'm good, thank you. I'm good. Thank you for coming on the podcast today. I know it's very short notice. Yeah, and it I... was absolutely my pleasure. So, Supriya, what actually brings you to the World IP Forum um, oh, this year? Yeah, this is actually Clarios Group is my own company and uh, we are actually a kind of a, a boutique law firm uh, where we have the main business for IP, the immigration stuff, as well as the data privacy and the GDPR. So we have uh, clients uh, from Europe, uh, from UK, as well as from US. So I have a team strength of around 64 uh, lawyers uh, who are you know, spreaded across all over the world. I have office in Texas, one in Birmingham, London, as well as one in Singapore, one in Dubai. And we have two offices in India, one in Delhi and one in Bangalore. Okay. Okay. So what is the main core of the business? Are you a full intellectual property um, firm or do you work in other angles? No, we are actually divided into three teams. One team to take care of the IP, one team is taking care of the immigration, one team is taking care of the data privacy and the GDPR stuff for uh, Europe, UK and US. Okay. So you're obviously at the World IP Forum in Bangkok this year to, to um, meet with potential new clients. Um, what's the main reason for coming to such events like the World IP Forum? Do you go to other events apart from this? As well? Yeah, I do uh, go to the other events as well. And uh, the main objective of coming here is to build some good network across the globe. Uh, because uh, the IP work that we have started from the last three years only. However, the firm is in existence from the last seven years now. Right, okay. So your company as a whole, um, what's the sort of um, main core of the business that, that you operate in as, as an IP professional in industry? What's your, your, your speciality, so to speak? Oh, like uh, I did my uh, Juris Doctorate from uh, US and my specialization was into IP only. Um, I did it from Yeshiva Law School in New York. I'm registered with New York Bar as well. And I'm a CPA. Uh, from New York only, so so it's a kind of a combination of uh, of uh, finance and the legal, you can say. So I do take care of the IP valuations as well. So so the monetization part of the IP. Okay. Yeah. Okay, fantastic. So you you have offices all over um, at the moment. I mean, your, your company. How long has it been going for? Because I, I know we spoke about this earlier, um, but I'd like to tell our, our listeners a little bit more about your company because you've. We really rapidly expanded in a short matter of time. Can you tell us a bit of how um, the growth of the company um, has, has gone so rapidly? Yeah. So uh, we started our operation from India and uh, since I did my uh, education from US, so uh, we have one office there in Austin in Texas and uh, my friend is there in Birmingham. His name is Sanal and uh, he is actually uh, sitting in the uh, Birmingham office and uh, I am having one office in Dubai that is a partnering office and one own office in Singapore. So uh, we, we started uh, way back in uh, seven years, but the IP domain we have started from the last three years. So we have very potential uh, lawyers of 64 lawyers in the total uh, team strength. And uh, those who are actually passed from uh, either from uh, UK or US, um, 
and from Australia even. So yeah, so that is the school uh, specialization. Okay. So obviously we publish the Global IP Matrix magazine and the Women's IP World Annual. Um, I want to ask you, ask your, your, I want to ask you a bit about the diversity um, within your company. Um, I mean, do you guys um, implement diversity in in your workplace as well? Correct, correct. Like uh, even we are planning to open up office in Canada uh, very soon, and also uh, in Mexico. Yeah. So that is the next plan that we have. Uh, we have started the incorporation process uh, in Canada, and uh, very soon we are also going to get the residency visa from Dubai. Okay. Yeah. Okay. The question was actually to do with, um, you know, expansion, diversity within the company. Okay. Because we published the Women's IP World Annual, um, mm -hmm. I want to ask you, what is the status? Uh, do you practice diversity and inclusion within your your workplace? Correct. Correct. Uh, yeah, diversity. We we uh, practice diversity because in my law firm, if I talk about the sixty-four total strength, uh, then I will say forty are women. Wow. And okay. and twenty two uh, twenty four is the uh, you know male population. Yeah. So okay. I do I do practice diversity. Okay, and fantastic. So would you say that um, because I know that I'm I'm not sure what the situation is like with India now with women being you know uh, in in uh, hierarchy positions compared to men. Is that actually um, something that um, is is normal now in India? Because I'm not sure in you know parts of South America back in the day um, it would have been you know uh, women was you know, quite behind the men. I'm not sure whether, because I know you have a sort of status. No, we follow, we follow the equal status uh, because in most of the Fortune 500 MNCs, you will find the topmost positions are being held by women, uh, where a lot many VP and uh, AVPs are reporting uh, to the executive VPs and those executive VPs remains to be the women community only. Uh, so, so we have the gender equality in India. Okay, fantastic. Yeah. So, what are the plans for the rest of the year for you and your firm? Do you have any sort of big campaign, so to, to speak, that you're working on? Uh, very soon, there is one more event uh, going to happen in Singapore during the April. We are going to attend the same, and one more is going to happen in South Korea, uh, probably in this December. So, we are looking forward uh, for those two events. And regarding a social campaign, we are active on the LinkedIn. We are active on. Twitter and Instagram as well. Okay. Yeah. So your firm um, has been running for five years. It's more than seven years. It's now. more than seven years now, um, and you've you've expanded to India, USA, UK, Dubai, and Singapore. What is the secret of your success? Uh, that is uh, mainly uh, the the initial day only. I thought to make the firm a global law firm uh, because my education, my partner's education are all from either from UK or US or Australia. So so that was the initial target. Even, even uh, I forgot to mention, like I am a writer and I have around 12 books which got uh, published from Frankfurt, Germany. And uh, those are uh, very much uh, available in the online sites as well. Those books are on the IP, uh, on, the, uh, on the data privacy and the cyber security as well as on the working capital management and some on the stock markets. Okay, so if you'd like to tell our listeners, what are the name of the books? Yeah, there is a, a one book by the name of The Ball Game of Working Capital Management. Okay. So that is a very famous uh, book and also the ramification of the GDPR principles that is available in the Amazon, also in uh, Flipkart and lot many sites like Waterstones, um, then uh, Walmart. Okay. Yeah. Okay, fantastic.
I, I really appreciate you coming to um, sit with me in this podcast today. It's been nice to find out a bit about yourself and your business. And um, I look forward to um, having many more meetings with you in the future. Oh, great. Okay, so Thanks. I appreciate you My coming. pleasure. My pleasure entirely, Carlos. Thank you, Supriya. <laughs> I really appreciate your time. Yeah. Until next time. Take yeah, care. Take care. Bye. Thanks. And my next guest on the Yumi and IP podcast is uh, the wonderful Mr. Simba Makahamadze. Is that correct pronunciation, That's Simba? That's okay. perfect, Carlos. I appreciate that. Simba is actually from uh, the company called Atipa, and they're based out of Africa, and they have, uh, is it like a, a database of lawyers in Africa um, for um, the industry? Um, can you like the, to explain a little bit more? Yes, the, 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 the platform is more than just a platform, sure. more than just a database. It's a fully fledged technology. Yeah. Um, and we do not simply have uh, a directory of, uh, of African lawyers. Uh, we are talking about IP attorneys and uh, practitioners from across the continent. Uh, you can get them by a click of a button. But there is also a built in research tool that will help you analyze different lawyer profiles or different law firm profiles to decide on which one to, to engage. So the technology offers that as part of the, the platform. We also have a shop of fixed fee services that um, are offered by the different lawyers uh, and law firms. Uh, and then in terms of engagement of those lawyers and law firms, it also happens on the platform. That's why I said it's a fully fledged technology that allows clients to shop for services, ask lawyers questions, chat with them, uh, schedule meetings uh, through their calendars and do video conferencing and audio calls, uh, exchange documents securely. So the whole process of um, the offering of a legal service is done through the platform. Wow. So it's basically like a, a, a diary to keep track of the whole process of working with a lawyer and setting callbacks as well if, if you want a lawyer for a particular service working exactly. in, in IP. Um, yeah. So obviously we, we touched on it a little bit yesterday, but the, because it's such a big platform, um, yeah. I'm assuming it, there's always going to be development with this. It's going to be a continuous thing that's not going to be stopped. Yes. Yeah. yeah. So so far, uh, like I said, our our offering is got the I would say three core modules uh, of the of the of the platform, and uh, within that uh, we also have uh, IP management capabilities. So for for African lawyers, they don't need to subscribe to a different IP management software or to use the you know Excel sheets for, for managing IP. We've got meta management within the platform. Uh, they've got everything in their, in their dashboard, their list of metas, ongoing metas, metas that are being handled by other lawyers uh, in the continent. Uh, they've got direct access to, to their leads. Everyone who is looking up on the platform, looking for them, they've got access to that so that they can, um, they can engage them. So it's, it's a fully fledged technology. So I'm a lawyer from Africa. How would I get involved with the platform? What is, it, what is, there, is there a registration process for this? Yes, um, as a lawyer from Africa, one needs to, to sign up. Uh, and uh, our platform offers two options, signing up as an individual lawyer and uh, signing up for, for a law firm. We use a, a freemium approach uh, in terms of our business model. Signing up is free. Um, they can create their account. Uh, however, they have to, to wait for we engage in a rigorous um, verification process and uh, due diligence where we verify each and every practitioner uh, through their law societies and uh, bar associations and some jurisdictions and of course the responsible IP office in their country. And then after that, uh, that's when their profile exists uh, on our platform with a verified badge. Okay. Yes. Amazing. 
So yeah, we spoke about a year ago um, when you was on the pilot stage of uh, launching the mm -hmm. platform. Um, since then, it seems to have kind of exploded for you guys in Africa in a very good way. Um, and you're obviously here at the World IP Forum in Bangkok to um, generate some new interest in the platform. Yes, definitely. There's a, there's been a lot of traction, Carlos. Um, you know, when we last talked um, and what the situation is now, uh, we have gone um, to an extent where we have established um, a, a consulting, IP consulting division as well. Besides the activity that is happening on the platform, uh, we are now also serving global clients in terms of um, IP consulting through our Africa IP network, which are the resident lawyers that are scattered across the continent. Okay, wow. So, obviously we're here at the World IP Forum in, in Thailand. Um, is this the first time that you've actually been to this event yourselves? Uh, as all things IP Africa, yes. Um, I've attended um, myself as a professional the, the World IP Forum several times, but uh, we are coming in for the first time as all things IP Africa. And the response has been amazing. Uh, we definitely look forward to be attending more uh, of similar events to, to continue building on the traction. Well, I've seen you actually um, engaging with some potential clients here. Um, you know, your your work ethic and your sort of um, uh, knowledge of your platform, which I've seen you explain to some of the clients, is, is, is outstanding. I think you're going to do very well here because I've, I've found this event one of the best events that we've actually been to in the whole year. And we've been to many um, conferences all over the world. Um, can you tell me a bit about your background, how you actually got into um, this area? It's, 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 it's interesting because you know what um, I'm a psychologist by training oh, wow. um, and then I at some point I found myself in uh, in IP law but uh, if I can go back a little bit um, I would say uh, my psychology background was really instrumental in terms of me shifting into the uh, IP law space uh, which goes to about uh, 13 years back now um, but uh, I was exposed to IP as a trademarks and patents examiner in the National Intellectual Property Office in Zimbabwe. And then from there, I really developed that passion uh, in uh, intellectual property. And I didn't look back. That's when I started uh, researching about IP law, researching about the benefits of IP protection uh, to individuals, to economies. And as I was doing that, I moved from the National IP Office to the National Broadcaster. Oh, wow. uh, as a human resources officer. Now, when, when I was there, I, I continued my IP journey uh, where I ended up establishing an um, IP radio program that I used to, to produce and present at the National Broadcaster. Uh, and part of that experience, I would say, contributed so much in me then moving further uh, you know, getting a call-up from the African Regional Intellectual Property Organization, uh, also showing an interest in my program, and of course to sponsor me as an individual to uh, to do the uh, Master of Laws, de uh, Laws degree in Intellectual Property, um, which I ended uh, up taking up at some point, and that's how I completely shifted uh, from my psychology background to, to IP, uh, also did a couple of courses, trainings through the Intellectual Property Office. But I think from the time that I moved from the National Broadcaster, I didn't look back and I went in deeper into the Intellectual Property Law space. Uh, 
fantastic. So back to um, you know the the, the platform um, Atipa. Um, obviously, you you have several people working with you on the platform. Yeah, um, and. Um, who, who, who is the actually spearheading um, what you guys are doing at the moment? Is, is it yourself? Are you one of the, the senior um, sort of consultants for Atipa? Are you working alongside someone else? So um, I'm the founder and uh, CEO of uh, All Things IP Africa. Yeah. And um, we are outsourcing the development part of it. We are um, uh, outsourcing sort of a full department of, um, you know, five uh, team members. Uh, front-end developers, back-end developers, a project manager, uh, but I also have an internal team. Uh, I've got a, a COO, uh, a business development um, Who I met yesterday, guy. and yes. she's a wonderful, wonderful exactly. lady. Exactly, yeah. so we are together here. Well, yeah. And uh, we also have a business development guy and two paralegals that are also assisting in terms of work. But however, the technology drives most of the work. Uh, we are mainly focusing on the, you know, sprucing up the the remaining touches on the technology uh, on the on the development side but it's a self-driven technology that allows lawyers and clients to interact and have work done until the end uh, on its own we've got uh, integrated all the um, the process flows for example trademark registration patent registration uh, renewals annuity payments and all the other aspects of IP services we have all the process flows built in so things can happen by a click of a button and our role basically is to make sure that uh, the lawyers and the law firms on the platform meet the quality standards sure. in terms of uh, serving clients responsiveness professionalism and um, our system is also built to make sure that they are reminded that they've got clients to talk to, they've got clients to to update on the process of the, 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 the It's matters. a sort of CRM system kind of Yes. but more advanced mm -hmm. for tracking progress in in work that you're doing in the industry. Exactly. Kind of yeah. So you find that uh, for clients, they also have a similar dashboard where they can look at all their files, what activities happening on, uh, on their files, what did their lawyer do at what date and at what time. So all the activities are also time-stamped. Uh, for the purposes of making sure that there is that transparency. And um, when it comes to the services, uh, our platform is meant to give direct access to, to, to clients. It's meant to, to, to cut their, their, their costs in terms of um, IP protection. And, and you agree with me that um, COVID also made uh, a huge change in terms of our approach, in, uh, in terms of budgets uh, for IP, and everyone is now conscious. And our platform is also there to make sure that uh, the budget is taken care of, and we are looking at a reduction in terms of markups uh, of um, between 60 to 90 percent through that direct access. That's amazing. So, how can our listeners um, uh, find out more about the platform? So, they can uh, log on to www.allthingsipforafrica.com, um, one word. And uh, what we also do have on the uh, platform is what we call uh, the Africa IP Guide, which is one of our features. Uh, and this guide gives uh, the clients a snapshot of each and every African jurisdiction in terms of uh, the applicable law, the required documents of all the activities, and uh, a direct link to, to the respective intellectual property office as well, and the process that applies, especially for trademark registration, in each and every African country. So this is also available on our platform. So it's, it has got a huge 
a database that can answer uh, a lot of questions. Uh, we've got a knowledge hub. There were a lot of questions that have been answered by lawyers, questions that we've also answered. They can be found on our knowledge hub and help center to the extent that a client will know uh, how they can move from A to Z. Amazing. Well, Simba, it's been an absolute pleasure speaking with you today. I really appreciate your time because um, I know your exhibition staff has been quite busy all day. Oh, yeah. And, uh, I'm not going to take, take up any more of your time. Um, so, yeah, if you want to um, check out all things Africa, ip.com, please go and uh, have a look at this platform. These guys are doing some innovative stuff. And, um, yeah, thanks again, Simba. We'll catch up soon. Thank you so much, Carlos, for having me. Thank you. And my next guest on the Yumi IP podcast um, is Mr. Sanjay Kumar Patel. He is the founder of the firm Exelon IP, and they are based out of India, I believe. Yes? Yes. Okay. Sanjay, uh, welcome to the podcast. Um, we obviously have met you here at the conference for the first yeah. time. Um, can you um, tell us a little bit about your, your firm? Yeah. So... Uh, Myself, Sanjay Kumar Patel, I am representing Axelon IP. Axelon IP is an intellectual property right law firm and we are providing services for broad range of IP that is patent, trademark, copyright and design. Our main USP is about the IP strategy. Right? We are not only providing or facilitating the processing, but we always provide the value addition through IP strategy that is customized for each and every client. Okay, so you're a full-service IP yeah. firm and you don't work in any other legal areas. Yeah, so we only focus on IP, but in IP, we do each and every uh, aspects of the IP filings. Okay, so you work with uh, your international law firm as well. You don't just work regionally in India. Yeah, so we, uh, in India, we uh, do all the prosecution and registration work, but when it is about the filing in other countries. We always work with the attorneys uh, or associates in other different countries. Sure. So I'm assuming you're here at the World IP Forum in Bangkok to um, potentially generate some, some new new um, yeah. relationships with yes. international clients. Yes, because it is always uh, like a teamwork, right? I can, I can do work in India, but if I want to do uh, some IP filings in Europe, US, Canada, Australia, Brazil, I definitely have to find out some uh, local attorneys over there. Sure, right. so and, and refer the work to them and, yes. and work something out yeah. between the both funds. Yeah. So how long um, has your firm been established for? Yeah, so the excellent IP has been established since 2019. Uh, but before this, in terms of IP experience I have, that is of almost 17 years. I have started my uh, career in IP in 2005. So the excellent IP is just three and a half years old, but the core experience of IP I have, that is of 17 years. Okay. So, what made you get into the IP industry? I mean, is it something you left from studying from university and you went straight into the, the yeah. intellectual property sector? Yeah. So it is not by choice, by okay. force only. Uh, okay. It's accidentally. I don't know. I, I I was not that. I how to go and build a career in IP. I have. I am a pharmacist. Right. Right. So I have done my B farm pharmacy and the postgraduate in the pharmaceutical technology. After my completion of post-graduation, my first job during the campus interview was for a patent department right. in 2005. Okay. And at that time, in India, no one was much aware about what IP is, what patent is. So I was just started just like that, okay, let's start. If we find something good, we'll continue with that. Otherwise, we'll change the uh, profession. Right. 
from IP. But once I entered, I really find it is very good from career perspective and future scope perspective. Because India is just initiating and going to be the next uh, growing economy. And IP is a very, very initial stage. Okay, so you've been to the World IP Forum before, is this, or is this your first Yeah, time? I'm associated with uh, WIPF, um, one of the very first event they have initiated. Oh, really? And this yeah. was before you, you set up Exelon IP? Yeah. Yeah. Fantastic. But at that time, I have attended uh, on behalf of the company where I'm working. I have worked in uh, with the pharmaceutical companies. Okay. So how many people do work for your company at the moment? How yeah. Currently, we have a team of 10 people yeah. taking care of patent, trademark, corporate and design projects. Okay. So what's the main sort of um, uh, service that you provide as a, as a company? Yeah. So core focus and core forte is patent. It's mainly patents. Yeah. Because I know you work in trademarks as well, design, yeah. copyright, IP strategy, and IP yes. analytics, um, and IP commercialization. Yes. Um, so, um, what is the next event that you guys are going to be attending this year, or is this the final event that you're going to be um, going to? Uh, in terms of event? Yes. Yeah, so the next event we are attending to INTA in right. Singapore. Yes. So, that's the next big event that you guys yeah. will be going to. Yeah. Okay. So, um, tell us a bit about your um, actual background before working at Exelon IP, what, what was yeah. you, what, so what was, you I, was working yeah. for another law firm? So as I told you, uh, or a pharmacist. Yeah, I'm a pharmacist. Yeah. So after my postgraduates, I have started working for a, one of the pharmaceutical companies patent department. Right. right. So yeah. I have worked for Torrent Pharmaceuticals, then again Intas Pharmaceuticals, Alambic Pharmaceuticals and one of the UK based pharmaceutical companies patent department. Okay. Right, and just for us, that was the corporate pharmaceutical companies. Mm -hmm. But I have worked into the patent department in uh, in those companies. After that, little just for six to eight months, I have joined as another IP law firm as a managing partner, who is my friend's firm. But then later I left and I started my own excellent IP. So, what made you want to set up your own sort of practice in yes. the first place? So, that was there from day one in the mind that I want to do by my own something and I want to do some entrepreneurship kind of things. Sure. But uh, before that, I want to get that confidence and expertise I want to establish. So I have worked for almost 14, 15 years to get that expertise and expert uh, expertise in this particular domain before I start. Wow. So from day one, I have a confidence that whatever services I'm providing, I have experience and knowledge of that. Amazing. So, uh, do you have any plans for expansion in, in other countries? Yeah, so definitely we can be have one virtual office in the US and okay. also planning for this uh, Europe, uh, Dubai and this uh, Southeast Asia countries. Okay. So, most of your clients um, that you work with, they're, 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 they're Indian clients? Yeah. yeah, the most of our Indian clients, but we also have clients from uh, Europe, US, uh, Canada, Australia. Uh, where we are providing the services on in terms of not only filing but for the opinions and the landscaping work okay so how can people find out about your law firm uh, so if you google it out excellent ip if you go to the linkedin you will find very easily with my name or excellent ip name Excellent. Okay, well, I just thought I'd give you a little plug there so people can find out a bit more about your business yeah. so they can find you on your website. Yeah. Okay, fantastic. Well, look, 
Mr. Sanjay Kumar Patel. I appreciate you coming on the podcast today. It's been a pleasure to meet you at the World Same IP here. Forum in, Tha- in Thailand. And I hope you have a wonderful rest of the podcast. Yeah. Thank you, Carlos, for giving this opportunity. You know, you're welcome, yeah. sir. Take care. Yeah. Lovely to meet you. Thank you. And up next to the Yumi and IP podcast, I have Miss Nuran Musa. And she's a partner at AGM based out of Cairo. Welcome to the podcast. Yeah, Nuran. thank you so much. It's uh, very surprising to bump into you here because I know we've been talking on uh, LinkedIn regarding yes. the women's IP world. Yeah. And now I've called you to come and join the podcast. Yeah, I'm, I'm very happy to see you after all these years. Yes, exactly. Yeah. So tell me a bit about um, AGM and how you got started with the business. Yeah, uh, you know, like I'm a legal consultant. Okay. Uh, my main major is international law. And then I moved a bit with the intellectual property and a cyber investigation. And um, so I merged between like uh, legal and tech. Uh, accordingly, we decided to have uh, the partners AGM uh, to focus on um, uh, IP and, of course, uh, cyber security and cyber investigation. Uh, we started with Cairo. We served some on the GCC and also serving some African countries in, I mean, like our clients there, which is, we are really happy with that and we are looking forward to expand. Um, in Cairo or to another? Um, I mean, like, we, we are happy to expand outside Egypt even. Right, yeah, okay. uh, Because, like, we have a good number of clients outside uh, Egypt. Um, at the same time, what makes us a bit different that we have a double major with everything, I mean, the partners. So we merge, like, legal aspects with the development, legal with the business, and legal with tech. So that's why we can serve our clients, not rigid with a law only, but also to understand the challenges and the industries. A 360 service. Yeah, exactly. Okay, fantastic. So your speciality area of working in the IP, I'm assuming, is in the cyber security Yes, yes, yes. So what got you into um, this industry then? I mean, what was so fascinating to you? Because it is a fascinating area. It is, it is. Um, I'm not sure with that starting, but I can say that um, maybe like I, I joined in my early career um, a telecommunication company uh, in Egypt and then I learned a lot of things about networking uh, and my major was mainly on intellect uh, in international law so I decided to make the merge and uh, and then I just deep inside being researcher with the BUE with this, the British University uh, of, uh, in Egypt as well as doing some uh, consultation on the field and then I start to be much more interested on that, specifically when I found the, the terminologies and the gap between, or let's say that the different languages of technicians or technical personnel and the legal personnel, this actually make kind of a gap in the understanding. So the laws become very tough when it comes to enforcement complex. and complex, of yeah. course, to be understandable by the technical personnel. And also legislators and lawyers and ju- judges cannot understand the legal, uh, the tech aspects. So we need people to do the same, like to make this kind of a balance and to merge the terms to have a better understanding for implementation and for the sake of law enforcement. Yeah. So you're building the bridge between understanding and um, educating. Exactly. Right. Exactly. Okay. So we've obviously spoken with you um, through LinkedIn regarding the Women's IP World Annual that yeah. we, we've been still trying to convince you to come on board with. Of course, and, I'd and, love to. And hopefully we'll get you on board uh, next year. 
obviously, um, I'm, I'm going to ask you the question regarding diversity and inclusion in the workplace. Do you guys practice that as a, as a, as a firm in Cairo? Yeah, let me tell you something which is really funny. The partners are women. Oh, <laughs> we really? are wow. three partners and we are women. Okay. And we were like, uh, we know each other when we were so young. And uh, every one of us like uh, have uh, uh, her her career and then we decide to do that together because we have like a different expertise now so we we calibrate that according to the inclusion in Egypt the the thing is that we understand that very well uh, we have a national council for for women which is supporting on the legal aid and 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 of course uh, so, uh, socioeconomic at the same time the good part out of that that our administration our president is giving so much attention to the woman empowerment as well as supporting uh, uh, respect for that right. and I didn't see any problem when it comes to the environment uh, I mean the work environment we have this kind of balance uh, we have now a very good number in Parliament of women we have women judges we have women in all sectors so I think like the, the, the environment in Egypt overall is really going well but I, I usually have one concern from my view that uh, pointing a lot on women empowerment without empower women really empower her this is kind of of of, of thing that make the discrimination which means that women should get support of course from her family starting from her family and of course from the work from her boss from the from uh, uh, the government but at the same time women should work on themselves to prove that they deserve uh, uh, being to here. To be in these positions. Exactly. Not yeah. not to be chosen because you just have to be chosen because of your gender. You have to work or on your yourself. Background. Exactly. Right. Exactly. Right. Yeah. So you're talking about they have to earn their way up there. Yes. Just like all of us do. Of course. Okay. Yeah. Excellent. Excellent. So how can people find out more about your your law firm in Cairo. Yeah, uh, we 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 built a new website. We're just working on that because, like, we merged from different names, okay. and uh, we are actually uh, working on our new branding. So, in the upcoming, like, maybe this quarter, yeah. we would be uh, um, formatted all the platforms, and you cannot find us on, uh, of course, uh, social media and okay. uh, website. And we let you know, of course. Of course. So yeah. that's going to be just for our listeners. Going to be. AGM consultancy yes. in Cairo. Yeah, and so, we also support uh, uh, Parliament. We are advisors for parliamentaries when it comes to uh, the initiation rules and laws, which is very important because uh, uh, the Parliament usually have a different diverse, diversification of backgrounds, and we have the better understanding of how we can support them when it comes to laws to, to for, for the benefit of our country. Okay, well, that's amazing. I mean, it sounds like you guys do a lot of work for yeah. the country as well, which is yeah. great. Um, so you're here, obviously, at the World Life Forum in this crazy city called Bangkok in yeah. Thailand. Um, how have you found the conference um, since you, you know, they... Day two of the event is actually today. Yeah, I love the country. I uh, usually came here for conferences and I get some days to like for fun and going around, of course. Yeah, the conference is really interesting. The topic are uh, uh, different and uh, unique when it comes to merging between cybersecurity and IP and business and uh, um, um, 
those stuff together, sure. giving a better understanding and to hear to experts, you hear to different countries and the culture and the legal uh, environments that is different from one country to the other. Um, I was participating uh, in the morning uh, with a, a session okay. as a speaker with the, uh, we're talking about the coalition of uh, IP in the cyberspace where this is one of the topics, uh, the hot topics that have a lot of aspects and the challenges and uh, does that have to do with the metaverse uh, kind of yeah of course and also there is a session that in metaverse focused on metaverse but i was talking about the generous aspect like right. the ip in cyberspace uh regarding all types of of ip there and and how how you can differentiate between the cyber crime and the ip crimes because they are intersected in some way or another uh, or another so this kind of of understanding is is important to us to know the updates and the trends okay yeah amazing so i'm assuming you've obviously come to um, the event to meet new people and hopefully that you can show our interest in your business yeah. services in Cairo yeah. and vice versa. That's why we're all here, right? Yeah, of course. Networking, one of the things which is very important, especially that we are talking about the topics that from my perspective become boardless. Yeah. You are talking about like uh, viral using of internet. You do a lot of things like what we are doing now. A lot of people will listen to us from different countries. Yeah. While we are in Bangkok, we are yeah. two different nationalities. So this kind of internationalism and globalization is part of the story. Which makes us need kind of international cooperation to make a kind of protection, which is the main concerns of cybersecurity and IP to to of course enhance the socio-economic and development for the sake of humanity and welfare. Yeah, definitely. I mean, I love coming to um, these events. I mean, this is my first time coming to the World IP Forum. I normally go to Inter and Marx and all these other companies. But to yeah. be honest. This has to be one of the best events I've, I've been to this year. Um, I agree. I yeah. agree. You are totally right. I have been invited to a lot of conferences related to the same topics, more or less. And the organization here is really amazing. And I, I will take the advantage that I'm, I'm with you to thank them for everything. They are very well organized. Even the diversification of, of, of the topics and the, uh, the mingle between the sessions is really easy. So you can have a different understanding. And even the the participants are from different countries. Yeah. So you hear from Latin America, United States, uh, Africa, Egypt, uh, um, uh, the other side, which is Asia, so Europe. So all this are in one on one place is and, amazing. And they're genuinely interested to speak with you. Yeah. Which is, which is a, a really cool Yeah, thing, after all know? this years, exactly. uh, finally, I see you. I'm exactly. very happy for that, of course. Exactly. Yeah. Well, look, uh, Nuran, I would love to thank you for coming on the podcast today. Thank you so much. And um, I'm... I'm going to chase you up to see whether or not we can get you involved with the Women's IP World and I'm all of your ready. partners. I'm ready. I promise and, I'm ready. <laughs> and, and we'll, we'll catch up when we we'll be back to London. Thank you of for coming course. to the Of course. Thank you so much for having me. You're Thank welcome. you. Thank, Thank you. you. So next up on the podcast is Mr. Richard Nugent. Uh, he works with Masses and Squire Consulting. Um, they're based in London, UK, but you are coming out from the Belfast office. And... Um, um, it's lovely to meet you here at the World IP Forum in Bangkok. Great to meet you also, Carlos. Richard, um, we met last night over yes. a little dram of whiskey. We did you, indeed, yeah. gladly... Um, Exported from uh, Ireland, yeah. It was really nice. And, North um, Coast. Yeah, I woke up refreshed today, thank you. I'm people. so glad to hear that, yeah. It was really nice. So, Richard, um, what brings you to the World IP Forum in uh, Thailand? Have you been here before? No, I haven't been here before. I've not been to WIPF before, and nor have I been to uh, Thailand before. 
So what brought us here was uh, we wanted we had an opportunity to come and meet with a range of uh, people and experts in the IP world uh, from around the world, and there was a great great group of people from lots of different countries. So it was a good opportunity for us to get to to meet different individuals with different areas of focus, and for us to engage with them and spend a bit of time for for to get for them to get to know us and for us to get to know them. Okay, so, so talking on the basis for them to get to know you, our audience would like to know, obviously, a little bit about your background. What what, what made you come into this crazy sort of industry? <laughs> that's, that's a great question. Um, so, you know, how I came to this was uh, initially, in the late 90s, I was doing my law degree. Um, so that was great. I loved that. And I, um, I really enjoyed doing my intellectual property part of that. And, you know, I've always liked technology generally, um, regardless really of the technology. So over, over the years, I sort of moved towards the IP space. And, you know, what I found was, um, you know, I was, I was from about 2007 onwards, I was working a lot in the, in the IP space because I was managing an IP portfolio. Um, so that was patents, trademarks, plant variety rights, uh, and copyright assets. Um, and then, uh, a li subsequent to that, I then moved into IP consulting, and you know that's where I find myself here today. Uh, now I've been with um, Square Consulting um, nearly four and a half years. Um, so we've been working with all sorts of companies, from pre-companies, as it were, right through to SMEs and much larger multinational corporates. Okay, fantastic. So Obviously, you work for Matters and Squires Consulting. What, yeah. What sort of um, consulting area in the IP industry did you, did, is your forte, so to speak? That's right. Well, thank you. Um, I mean, what we focus on is IP commercialization, and that's a very much at the high level. My personal focus, I mean, the, the, as a team, we focus on idea validation right through to IP audits, IP commercialization strategy and, and reports. Um, you know, maybe patent landscapes. Uh, that we, in the team, we also do um, IP valuation. Um, we, we do all sorts of uh, training topics. We did some training there just recently in London. And, um, you know, my personal focus is on that idea validation, IP audits, competitive intelligence, uh, and indeed, um, you know, training and licensing transactions, sometimes sales. You have quite an interest in, in the... the Metaverse. That's right, I do, yeah. Yeah. So you was at one of the, I think it was at one of the sessions today that was talking about the Yes, the yes. Was, was you speaking at this? No, I, I wasn't. I wasn't speaking at that particular session. Um, it was a very interesting session. Uh, there was, uh, you know, a good panel at it. Um, so, you know, they brought out some very interesting points. And the, the panel was discussing both aspects of intellectual property rights generally in the metaverse, yeah. as well as um, you know data protection. Right. So those are the sort of two aspects that they got into. And, and also then it, it, towards the end of the of the, of the, se the session, it started to talk about um, you know, IP infringement. That was an area that was quite interesting to me because uh, you're starting to see these issues of IP infringement in the metaverse. Right. You know, you, you might have a, a sort of a digital wearable that you have, like a digital jacket. Yeah. Um, yeah. And, you know, maybe that's a... Um, a jacket from a, a fashion designer of that you particularly like, say, let's say Hugo Boss for the yeah. sake of argument. Um, you know, so if you like that Hugo Boss wearable and you were allowed to, there was genuine versions of Hugo Boss wearables in the metaverse right. and you bought one, um, well, what would happen then if somebody else came along and started selling you know, fake digital wearables? Wow. You know, yeah. are these sorts of crazy questions. Yeah. Um, so how would you know as the buyer which was which? 
Um, uh, and and is, yeah. is there any sort of legislation um, for this at the moment coming into play? Well, I think, you know, generally speaking, what we find is the um, sort of the, the real world, the analog world, whatever you want to call it, yeah. um, does take a while to catch up with the, the digital world. Um, and, and certainly, you know, there, there is legislation out there in terms of trademark infringement, right. you know, copyright infringement that can, um, you know, relay itself onto, you know, these digital spaces. But I also think there's there are new problems arising that, you know, people really haven't, there's maybe the, the legal frameworks currently aren't perhaps fully, they're not, not best placed to address them. And equally, the, the metaverse um, platforms aren't really that well um, prepared for the sorts of issues that could occur within their platforms and how they're going to address those and how it's going to be possible to address those without incurring a huge cost. I mean, right now, we can track down infringers in, in that metaverse space, but it's extremely costly. Um, so you know, really what you would like, like to see is it being a much less costly affair to track infringers down. And that way, it would encourage a lot more people to go into a metaverse environment, um, and of course there's multiple metaverses, yeah. to go into any metaverse environment and feel confident that the purchase they're making is a legitimate purchase. Because most people don't want to buy fakes, they want to buy the real thing. Uh, I was speaking to someone else earlier regarding you know, technology and IP lawyers and how fast technology is moving compared yeah. to the knowledge that IP lawyers That's have right, in yeah. the industry. Um, is there a problem there, do you think, with, with regards to the technology moving so fast that the lawyers can't keep up with, you know, all these new sort of technical terms? I, th I think um, there is a big challenge with the, the speed of innovation in this space. Um, so if you look at um, the, you know, the metaverses and, and also non-fungible tokens, the amount of innovation in that space um, over the last, you know, over the last 12 months even, 12, 18 months, yeah. there's been huge innovation in that space. And if you try and follow what's going on every day, it's extremely difficult to keep up, extremely. And that's even with people who are quite dedicated. They find it difficult to keep up. So if you've got you know, a busy job doing all sorts of other things you know, with your clients, looking after your clients, how do you keep up? It's extremely hard. Yeah. Um, so yes, it is a challenge. It absolutely is. Um, so... Do you see any way around that, though, at the moment? I mean, is there, do you think you need a dedicated person? Someone basically just focus on learning about that. I, I think there's there's some there's some space for that. I think there there can be a contribution from you know, companies like yourself sure. and, and sort of um, you know the media sure. uh, in informing people as to key issues that are arising. That that can really be a contribution. I also think that you know well. You know, if I can advertise myself for a moment, and, and you know, Matheson Square Consulting, yeah. you know, companies like ourselves, and we're not the only one, but there are companies like ourselves who have built up this expertise with, um, you know, with this space, and we can talk to companies about how they can address these environments and look at the potential ways they could use these environments to generate new revenues, right. but also at the same time to mitigate risk. Um, so you know, it's it's getting it's going ahead in a balanced way. And in a thoughtful way, but not ignoring these these situ these areas of opportunity because they're here and they're they're now. They're not you know five years from now. They are existing right now. And to some extent, if you don't go in now, well, you're, some some dodgy competitor may go in instead of you and yeah. pretend to be you. Right. So is that what you want? Is that really the good, the outcome that you're looking for? Right. So it's it is time to start for companies to start thinking about this being 
the real thing they need to get need to engage with. And if you look at in, in, in the wider space, big companies are getting into this. Big entertainment companies are getting into it. Big banks are getting into it. So you know why is why is your company not getting into it if it if it's if it hasn't thought about this so far? It's time to think about it and time to just explore the issues. Um, maybe not. You might decide, okay, we're going to hold off for a while, but at least explore the issues now. And then, so that you're ready and you have a strategy. And understanding. Yeah, I mean, start to learn, get a bit of a learning. Yeah. And once you have that learning, you're then positioned to build your IP strategy for the metaverse. Okay. It's fascinating stuff. I mean, it's, it's, it, I'm, I'm not obviously fully clued up in on the metaverse. It's lovely to have you on the podcast to, well, thank you. to educate me a little bit about <laughs> what's going on in the metaverse. Have you? Do you have any more plans for any more events you're attending this year? Is this the final event you're going to be going to? Hmm, great question. I think um, for me, yeah, we're, you know, I'm not, I don't have plans to attend any large events in, in the coming new couple of months leading up to Christmas. I think this is probably I've done I've done quite a few events in the past six weeks, um, so I'm, I'm happy to have a little rest on the events for now, and just actually catch up on a lot of the great contacts I've made and the uh, people I've met, uh, and also start to. I mean, clearly you're always balancing these things with your your day to day work. Of course, yeah. So you know, there's a number of projects, you know, serious projects we've got coming up. So I really want to focus on you know, delivering those well. That's that's also very important to me. Need to focus on that. Got uh, to focus totally, on that. Totally understand. Well, Richard, I appreciate you coming on the podcast today. Thank it's you so been much. A pleasure to meet you as well. Mm-hmm. And um, certainly, we'll see you yeah. in town next year. Well, yes. Well, you never know. Yeah, everything's possible. Yeah. Okay. So, thank you, you Nightcrawler. Cheers. Bye bye. So, next up on the You Me and IP podcast, and my final guest actually um, today is Mr. Sorab Vaid from the law firm LS Dabar and Company, based out of India. Saurabh is a joint principal attorney and IP specialist at the firm. And um, welcome to the podcast today, Saurabh. Thank you so much, Carlos. It's been a pleasure. Thank you. Obviously, we've been working with you guys for a little while now. And um, Dr. Joshita Devakamani has been um, working with us in the women's IP world as well. That's right. And um, we are, I think we're going to be joining the Global IP Matrix magazine pretty soon as well. You already have some content in our publications at the moment. And um, yeah, so we're obviously here at the World IP Forum in uh, Bangkok, and um, I just want to find out what brings you to the conference. Um, so you know, uh, WIPF has always brought in the best of the best minds in the IP world. Sure. Right. So whenever you attend WIPF or conference like WIPF, you get to meet a lot of uh, brilliant people. You know, sure. that enhances your knowledge. Plus, this conference is not just for, for the networking purpose. It's m- a mix of educational, academics, and networking. Right. So that solves all the purpose. If you want to, you know, increase your knowledge, if you want to learn about ju- uh, different jurisdictions, yeah. it is definitely helpful. Yeah. Like this year, they have pretty good uh, sessions, I would say. And I'm uh, looking forward to the session on uh, Metaverse yeah. and the UPC in Europe because uh, that's something the Indian clients would be, you know, really interested in knowing about. Yeah. And that would solve a lot of pro- problems for them. There's quite a few um, uh, of your colleagues here actually doing talks as well. Um, yes. The event. So I myself, uh, I'm, I was a speaker for International IP Strategies right. session and uh, three or different colleagues of mine 
they're also speaking. One okay. was on biotech related inventions, the second one on AI related inventions. Okay. And the next one is again computer related and uh, AI related inventions. So yeah, we have four of us, we are talking about different Okay. Subjects. I mean, this conference for me is the first time we've actually been here. And like I've said to my other guests, uh, it's just been so um, nice to be around um, such a lovely group of people because they're very receptive to what we're doing. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Um, and uh, they're actually genuinely interested to speak with you. True. Right. And and so, so, see, the other conferences, other IP conferences, you see that there are lots and lots of people. So the effective time when you have to interact with the other IP attorney is merely five minutes. Yeah. Here you get at least 30 minutes to yeah. discuss, to talk about, and not just business. You can actually discuss the personal life, the interest, and you know, you exactly. can try to build up a relationship, a rapport with them, yeah. rather just going over, handing over the cards and saying, I'm this, 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 we yeah. want to work with you. Yeah. So, the, yeah. So let's delve into a little bit about your background in IP. How did you get started working? Oh, in that's this, interesting. This so, industry? yes. So, um, I'm a computer science engineer, and I am also a SAP certified software engineer right mm -hmm. i used to do, do uh, coding in abap okay. and uh, one fine day i told my wife uh, i'm not happy with the job right okay. she was incidentally working in ip that oh wow okay yeah so she introduced me to this field now ironically she doesn't work in ip anymore and you've taken <laughs> the reins <laughs> yes so i did my law after my marriage and i went to new york to do my masters in law from cardozo school of law Worked there for some time, came back to India, and yes, ever since, and I'm in love with the field. I mean, there's something new every day. Yeah. You get to meet a lot of people, you get to interact with people of like mind, I would say better experience, of course, yeah. and you get to learn about new cultures. Sure. Right. So it's like you travel, you meet with interesting people, and you love the job. Yeah. Right. Well, yeah, that's that's the most important thing: is job satisfaction. <laughs> Absolutely, yes. So, talk about loving your job. What's your relationship, and how did you get started with uh, LS Dovar? So, I joined LS Dovar back in 2017, okay. and uh, ever since, like from the day one, uh, it was quite uh, clear to me what my roles and responsibilities would be, right. and uh, what faith and confidence the management has on my abilities. Sure. Right. And. Uh, so uh, they've been clear since day one. They wanted me to do technical as well as cl client relationships. Right. right. So I would say currently I'm divided. 50% of my time goes into technical uh, things and 50% goes into conferences and, you know, dealing with the clients and uh, all those things. You've been yeah. working with, you've been working. So you, your relationship with, with Ellis Devar, I mean, how, how did you ignite that relationship to work for Dr. Kamani's firm? So, yeah. Uh, did, did, did you have to go through like a... Would you recommend it to, to join the firm? Absolutely, or, yeah. yeah. If anyone asks me, you know, even if you wake me up in the sleep and uh, if you will ask me that uh, is Alice Dover any good, I would say, yeah, you know, just just come. Right. You know, it's 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 the most comfortable place I've worked. I've been in in this industry for fourteen years now, and I can proudly say that this is the best place where I've worked yeah. so far. You know, and I don't intend to change my job anytime yeah. soon. I'm looking forward to retiring from this place, and this Dr. Kamani knows, right? Yeah. So that is why I think uh, she has a lot of faith in me, yeah. and uh, she understands your loyalty. To yeah, the company. and I understand that that company is investing a lot of time, effort, money into me. So and I and you're fully invested absolutely. in the company. Absolutely. Well, obviously, Dr. Kamani has a fantastic reputation in the global oh, yes. IP community. She's um, she's a bit of a superstar. Um, in <laughs> she's the a rock star. Yeah, yes, she is, and um, we're delighted to be working with her.
Um, do you have any other events that you're going to be attending this year? Um, I am going to uh, the Asian Patent Attorney the Association, APAA. APAA in Busan. And that starts in a couple of days, right? It starts from 15th, yeah. Right. 15th okay. till 18th of October. Okay. And that's going to be your... The last one this year. Be it for this year. <laughs> yeah. Well, look, it's been an absolute pleasure having you on the podcast, um, Saurabh. And I hopefully um, get to speak with you lots more in the future. Absolutely. It has been a pleasure. And thank you so much for having me uh, on your podcast. Please you know? give my biggest warm regards to I'll certainly, to the I'll certainly do that. Thank, thank you, you so much. Take care. Take care. So that was our final guest here at the World IP Forum in Thailand. Um, I hope you enjoyed this um, informal uh, podcast uh, from the lovely city of Bangkok. Um, please like, share, and um, send in your comments if you wish. Take care now. You have been listening to the Yumi and IP podcast, hosted by Carlos Northen on behalf of Northen's Media PR and Marketing Limited, the publishers of the Global IP Matrix magazine, and the Women's IP World Annual. We hope you enjoyed the show.